Well, welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Joe Killinger. Uh, Joe has been an active member of the real estate industry for like over 30 years, wearing different hats and sometimes multiple hats. And uh, over the years, been an agent, an investor, a syndicator, and he founded and operated multiple companies, as well as the properties that he invested in. Uh, so his expertise, that I mentioned, has been like over 30 years, so a ton of knowledge here. And uh, during that time, he has been personally responsible for the sale of over 6,000 assets, totaling over $900 million. And I'm sure it's way more than that now, because I think I got my information from a couple of months ago. And um, so that's, this is fantastic. Joe, it's a pleasure to, uh, to have you. I was on your podcast a few months ago. Oh, yeah. I just thought, hey, I want, I want to talk to you on my podcast. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was good content then, so I think we'll do it again today. Yeah, so I think this is good. I think today, I think, you know, we have nothing really to promote. We just want to share kind of, uh, I want to just poke your brain <laughs> Is that where is it the expression? Yeah, that's true. Right. Like, what's, what's well, going well, on? You with can't the poke a whole lot, but you know, you'd be, you'd be very disappointed. But, uh, but I've been in the business a while. You know, I've yeah. done everything from real estate auctions in the mid 90s. So I went through all these foreclosures and we were selling. Uh, I know that number of, uh, I, actually, I don't even remember if I think it's 900 million or a billion dollars in real estate we sold. A lot of that yeah. was during, you know, a downturn at auction. We sold a lot. Of, we were doing six, 700 properties a year. Oh, wow. And um, so we started off there and, and then I uh, got into investment and, and brokerage. And that's where I'm at now is focusing on those two, along wow. with this YouTube channel that I have. So, yeah. So what do you see? I have my own opinion, obviously, of what kind of like what the real estate, what's happening with the real estate and the economy. We see the interest rate or the Fed raising the interest rate, uh, the Fed rate. What's happening with mortgage rates is kind of like going sideways. Right. And what, what do you see is going to happen? To, what do you think is going to happen with uh, the real estate market? And if you have to break it down into areas or categories of real estate, uh, you know, whatever makes sense uh, to kind yeah. of uh, summarize that. You know, it's and I just had somebody leave my office. And I haven't verified any of this, but he just said the CMBS mortgages, he's seen some delinquencies there he said he's talking to some bigger banks that are taking some properties back um and that, the cmbs you mean the commercial mortgage-backed securities yeah and so you know and again i haven't verified any of that so i don't know i could be talking out my hat right now but yeah. um it kind of gave me some a little bit of concern about what could be coming um you know there's a lot he was mostly focused on office assets and I guess I can understand that, right? Yeah. A lot of it depends on getting back to the office. And so I think office is going to be struggling a little bit for a while. Uh, multi, now I'm based in Los Angeles right now. I'm talking to people. Uh, we have an affiliate network. So I talk to people all around the country. I know you guys in, in Florida um, and New York is on fire with multifamily still, uh, yeah. Texas, California. It's hard to find deals. And yeah. so that really works. Mm -hmm. um but you know multifamily seems to be staying pretty strong right now it's always a, a good inflation fighter um retail is you know i'm i'm talking to some people that are you know they've got some retail clients and they're they're starting to see a little bit of they're starting to have some concerns with their their retailers that there might be some trouble coming in the next mm -hmm. few months um but they're really not sure right now um and industrial my god on fire it just you can't you still in, in around the country they're they're building a lot of it 
They're yeah. about square feet under construction, but you know, right now it's it's hard to come by. And we're mm-hmm. getting people that want smaller short-term stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I could, but it's really, really hard to find. Yeah, and I can see. So the first one was really kind of about office, right? It's so office space. Like yeah. I could really see, like intuitively, you could see that this that market is going to be in trouble with people working more and more from home. You know, I think some area. I think some areas. I think it's going to be um, it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the office space is going to be very difficult. I'm especially thinking like uh, the Bay Area. I know when I left. Uh, they were building office space like yeah. there was no tomorrow. And I was just like, people can't even afford to live here. Yeah. So uh, who's going to be working in these buildings? They're going to be have to commute like three hours to come to the office. That didn't make sense. Yeah. And then the pandemic kind of happened and shuffled things around a little bit. But I think that that's a market that's going to be struggling and, oh, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, they did an interview uh, with they interviewed 70. Um, I think, actually, I think it was 100 CEOs around the country. 74 percent of them said they probably are going to be doing some layoffs. Oh, yeah. And they didn't say exactly how much. So I think, you know, we've got some issues coming. Um, I think as a real estate investor, it creates opportunity. Yeah. You know, the good ones, it creates a lot of opportunities. So if you're a good real estate investor, this could be a great time. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this morning that Putin has decided to shut the uh, Nord Stream off oh. uh, to Europe um, indefinitely until oh. they remove some of the some of the sanctions against him. So that's going to hurt those people a lot. Some of that, that'll you know, the bigger companies that are here and there, it's it's going to hurt. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm trying not to I don't want to scare anybody right here, but I just think. You know, you have to do your due diligence, no matter what you're doing. If yeah. as a real estate investor or as a, a real estate agent, you need to be, you need to have this my, a macro outlook. You have to really know what's going on around the country, around the world, and how it affects us. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, if you see something like this, then you say, well, oil price is going to go up. That means inflation is going to go up. It's going to cost more to bring goods and service yeah. goods, especially to uh, different people, different stores. So it's going to cost more money. The yeah, cost of I think it, again, cost. I think it creates opportunity for a, yeah, yeah. a, a sophisticated investor and find a, a seller that is needs to sell something, get creative with them. Yeah. You know, you can, you can create opportunities for yourself in this mark in these markets. If in fact, I mean, we're very fortunate here in California that I think in the last downturn, we went down less than 10%. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have, we're kind of the last ones in and first ones out, but we got a bunch of people in a small area mm-hmm. and we're yeah. very fortunate, a lot of high net worth people too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you get around the Midwest and, you know, some of those smaller cities, they get hit a little bit harder, but there will be opportunity. You just have to figure out where to find. It. Yeah. But the cost of living in the Bay Area, I mean, and if you include like also the taxes and all of that, I mean, it's yeah. just it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, I think the uh, what what was it the the poverty level or whatever in San Francisco was like you had to make like as a as a family income was like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and that was kind of like the poverty level. <laughs> if you yeah. below Isn't that, that were, it was great. Yeah, it, it just seems. You know, we want quality of life and where you just got to figure out what quality of life you want, you know, yeah. and that's some of these bigger cities. It's really hard right now. You exactly. have to deal with. I mean, I was at a store in Santa Monica, eight blocks to the beach. And this guy just walked in 
grabbed a handful of salads and turned around and walked out. No. And the manager's yelling at him and goes, hey, we were nice to you this morning. Now look what you're doing. And, you know, so I guess they gave him food already that day. But, yeah. you know, you just have to wonder, you know, are, where do we go from here? If you just yeah. kind of decide if you want to live within that and, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the um, and, and that's kind of. And I don't want to pick on on the on California or anything like that. I think there are other uh, other cities that are also are in trouble. I mean, I know that you know Phoenix. I think the housing supply has gone through the roof. Right. Uh, Austin, which was also a, a benef beneficiary, I would say of the the it's not, a, it's not a good thing to say, but of the pandemic, like people being able to work from home, and they say, yeah. "Well, I can work from home. I'm gonna go somewhere that's a little bit cheaper." At the time, it yeah. was cheaper and better quality of life and all that kind of stuff and then the the austin market went through the roof and now it's going downhill oh is uh, it i haven't looked at the, you know, the housing store. supply are just like massively increased i think it's like it went up like a hundred uh, over a hundred percent a year over year so yeah it was significant and lots of price increase i think like half of the houses on the market right now have a price reduction oh do they really yeah, so yeah, it's, I think you're going to see that in residential. I think residential is you know, there's some issues. But yeah. I want to back up one second. I wasn't bagging on California. I just happened <laughs> to live here. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I can relate. And to. I used to live here like until a month ago. So yeah, yeah. I know so I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I. This is what I you know, and I love California. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, I do love it here, but you know, we have our issues. We're not perfect by any means. Um, yeah. And except it was a little humid this weekend. Yeah, so Joe, 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 just let me know when you're ready to move to uh, Florida. Florida, to yeah, find a place for you. Keep uh, getting this heat. You know, so it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we talk about retail as well. That you see mm -hmm. some pressure on retail, and I, again, that makes total that makes total sense because this obviously e-commerce and Amazon is kind of killing everybody. Yep. Also now, I think the, with the supply chain issues and I've, we've, I've heard like Walmart also like had like a ton of inventory all of a sudden that they have to flush out because, uh, you know, yeah. they had too much or they, there was some kind well, of issue with yeah, the Yeah, they got stuck chain. in the port. So, yeah. you know, like last month, they got a bunch of swimsuits. So, you know, <laughs> in the, at the end of August, early September, you probably don't need a bunch of swimsuits, so you're cutting the price. But yeah. the way they're dealing with that is they're, you know, instead of going from port to warehouse to fulfillment center to retail, a lot of them are doing, they're building fulfillment centers right on the properties now. And this mm -hmm. is what we're seeing. Okay. So go from port to fulfillment centers, kind of relieving the, a, a little bit of the, the clog in the whole system yeah. under the warehouse and i yeah. think that's you're going to see that's going to really catch on yeah and i think it could be a good thing because i think things will go a lot faster that way yeah um but you know they're building the systems out right now and it's looking pretty good yeah so. yeah so so yeah so definitely but also mm -hmm. now with the if, if we go into a recession so again that's gonna with the inflation the way it is it's already mm -hmm. probably reducing a lot of the demand for for products and all of that. So I would think that the retail is going to be, it's going to be a little bit harder to, uh, especially for, for um, items that are not necessary. They're not essential, uh, non-essential yeah. items and stuff like that. So, so these, these kinds of things, like more luxury item, definitely a, um, they're going to be put some pressure down for the retailers that are specializing yeah. in that, in that area. Yeah. 
Yeah, the mid to lower end is really where the probably most of the pain is going to be. But um, you're seeing some of that. Yeah, you know, you're seeing consumer spending is slowing. Um, the number of credit cards opened in July was super high. Mm-hmm. Um, credit card debt is climbing fairly quickly. Um, but that's not you know, good. What I'm not understanding, and I really can never get a straight answer, is there are so many jobs available still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, a lot, there's, I just think that you can, it concerns me with the layoffs that are coming. If yeah. in fact there are going to be a bunch, you know, maybe, it, maybe it'll be a shift. Yeah. These people go from doing something technology to, or maybe they'll open their own business too. It's hard yeah. to say, a lot of them want to be entrepreneurs, but, um, you know, we got to figure out how to get these if we don't have the workers, we can't keep the 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 supply chain is still going to stay full because it's yeah. going too slow. So we got to get people to working and we got to get that supply chain moving. Yeah. And I think uh, unemployment, I mean, I haven't analyzed really the unemployment, kind of like what's going on there and why it's not moving. I know we have tons of jobs and yep. then it seems like from the outside, I, I, why aren't you taking those jobs? But the unemployment rate is very low. And I know yeah. that we have some people that are kind of like they off that that list of people looking for jobs. Yeah. But because they haven't they haven't looked for uh, like six months or something like that. So then they're yeah. kind of like counter. Yeah, off. you fall off the list. You fall off that list. Like yeah, that. exactly. All right. So yeah. so there's still a lot of workers out there that could be working. Uh, and I think it, ha- it may have to do with location being in the wrong location. It could be due to also not having the right skill set. So, you know, I know. The thing is, you know, as Americans, we are one of the most entrepreneurial countries out there, Mm -hmm. right? We tend to figure things out quickly. Yeah. And we have a short term memory, the way it seems. I mean, you remember when (laughs) September 11th happened? Everybody's like, you know what? Nobody's going to fly again for a couple of years. Just nobody's going to want to get on a plane. Three months later, you couldn't get no. a ticket. Yeah, everybody's back to flying already. Yeah, yeah. And you know we've we've got a great country that is full of people that really want to move forward. And you know we've got our some of our detractors here. They want to they like living in the mud, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, this country everybody is is forward looking. Yeah. And how do we make it? How do we make it better? And yeah, so I agree. Very fortunate. I agree. Uh, so you also mentioned like uh, industrial, actually maybe mm-hmm. for, yeah, industrial, that what this was going, this sector was yeah, going. So this is the first, this is an interesting news because we hear a lot of negatives about everything. And, yeah. and, uh, and now here you are, you're bringing something absolutely positive to, uh, yeah. to the conversation. Yeah, industrial, I mean, it's just, they're building a lot of it right now. And hopefully they don't overbuild it. You know, typically we, we get a, we get started and we don't know when to stop. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, industrial seems to be, it's, it, it just keeps going and going. The vacancy rates are, are so low. Okay. Um, people are making their payments and everything oh. seems to be good so far. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it, it's, we just got to make sure we're looking at what's coming. I do again, think that we need to be looking at what's going on in other countries and see how, you know, watch imports, exports. Yeah. So it's all going. Yeah. So um, the other thing too that I wanted to talk about is, uh, do you remember like uh, Harry Dent? And uh, he had like, he wrote a book called Boom, Bust and Echo a while back. 
and like tracking the baby boomers and stuff like that. Right. And I think right now this is people should look back at this book and then apply it to the millennials because the millennials is our new baby boomers and really follow them and follow what they're what they're going to do and how they're uh, how they're going to spend their money um, and where they're going to be. So I think this is something that's very important. If you think that the baby boomers are going to go and they're going to get out of these big cities and go more in the suburb or they're going to go more into single family rentals rather than apartment buildings and that kind of stuff. Um, so that, I think this is worth following these trends uh, early on Absolutely. and then going, going into that. Yeah. Data, you know, real estate investing is data driven. Yeah. You know, where, where are those people going? Um, where are they moving to? Why are they moving there? What income levels are they going to be when they're where they're moving to? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the long term effects of them being there? It's it's why I love real estate because yeah. you can sit down and kind of analyze. It's pretty you can have pretty good investment, lower risk. Yeah, and it was important when when he was talking about the boomers. It was pretty interesting to see that like how he would really correlate the the spending habits at different ages. So when you're in yeah. family formation, right? So you you buy your house, that means you have to buy like frit, all the appliances, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then boom, oh, you can see the supply uh, for uh, or the demand for appliances go, you know, go up dramatically and all of that. And then you yeah. you'd see all these different things and how the demands were shifting. And I think for me, like the millennials, when I look at the millennials right now that are in family formation, there's more and more demand going towards a, the suburb close to a big city. So that they can have quality of life, they can have a, they can rent a house with a backyard, have their children, they have good schools, and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's kind of what yeah, I'm. And that's something I don't really. Um, Residential is not something I really do. I yeah. know that, you know the, it's. I heard that Blackstone quit buying homes, so that's there should be more inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually I don't know and you could probably answer that Eric was that kind of blown out how many homes do they actually own do you know oh they own they own I don't know exactly but they had they had a lot of homes and they were yeah. planning to you know to multiply that by like like a hundred over the next wow. few years uh, it, it was uh, it was massive and I'm not sure why they were doing that like it's not like they, they didn't really say what they just thought it was a great market and they wanted to invest but yeah, they had a lot. They they were buying a lot of homes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know that they're looking a lot of these big companies are looking. I'm from Nebraska originally. Mm-hmm. And so farm and ranch land, another big thing that big, yeah. big dollar people are looking at, you know, with water. It has to have yeah. water on it. So, you know, irrigation um, wells. If it's a ranch, you want well, you know, yeah. wells for the cattle or whatever yeah. you're raising. And but irrigation's key. And they're paying top dollar for that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm from central Nebraska and, you you know, a couple thousand dollars an acre you hadn't heard of until yeah. just a couple of few years ago. And now it's it's well above that now. Yeah. Yeah. So in uh, in terms of um, the, the space that you're in and stuff like that. So, I mean, you mentioned some of the trends, but so how is like inflation? How is the future of the interest rate? Where do you see that going and how does that affect some of the investments that you're looking at? Well, it's, we've made some, I, I think we've made some missteps here in California. We're probably going to drive inflation up a little bit more here. Um, but 
interest rates are definitely going to be going up. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. that I'm talking to is saying interest rates are going up. Nobody knows how high, yeah. but it's still going to go up. Um, as far as how high the inflation will go, I think it's stabilized right now, but you know, it's not going to be easy for a while. I don't mm -hmm. think. Yeah. And you know, for the next 18 months or something like that, I would say that it's going to be a little bit more difficult, but I still come back to if interest rates go up, if you actually look at, you know, let's say interest rates are four to four and a quarter, mm -hmm. go look at how much that payment is the difference. People get yeah. so scared that quarter point isn't that much. If yeah, yeah. That quarter end, point is not that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, you, you've got to really just, it comes back to doing your due diligence. Look at the property. If it's something that has good long-term value, find the best loan you can find for it and hold on yeah. and, hope, you know, make it cash flow and then find the best tenant you can find right now to get it out there and be creative on the lease. Mm -hmm. You know, get creative with people. And, um, you know, we've seen there, there was a guy here in L.A. that, that there's ton of warehouse space. And so what this guy did is he went around Santa Monica right along the freeway and subleased this all as much warehouse space as he could out. This is years ago. Yeah. And he turned it into to office. And until those I mean, he made bank for 10 years. Oh, he wow. was just printing money because mm -hmm. he chopped those things up into multiple offices had these cool spots, terrible yeah. parking, but cool spots. Yeah. And um, he just, and after that 10 years, he was done. Wow. Leases expired, he was done. And so I don't know where he moved to, but I thought, man, <laughs> if you get creative like that, that creativity yeah. is something that, you know, he just leased them up and then subleased them out and to these smaller tech companies and yeah. or anybody that wanted to be in a nice creative space. And you got to get creative with this stuff and you yeah. can, you can figure out ways to make money. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that is a pretty creative way of making money because yeah. you don't, you don't have, especially you just subleasing. So you're not really, you don't have to buy the asset. You just subleasing. Mm -hmm. Signed the lease. Yeah. Signed the lease, got deposits down. He had one, you know, 10,000 square foot place. He turned it into, you know, like 2000 square feet. So he had five of them in there. Yeah. He got his money back for his deposit and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Smart. That is pretty smart. Uh, yeah. are, you, are you familiar at all with uh, kind of like self storage or these? Really, no. Not really. Yeah, that's something. You know, mostly here in LA, we don't. It's it's a really really tight market. None of our yeah. brokers have ever. We've never touched on it. I yeah. know we need more of it. Yeah. The prices on it are absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in the, I was looking in the, in the in the LA area, and then yeah, it was. Yeah. There was no bargains. No, it's retail pricing. <laughs> and you know, and if you can build that, you say find a warehouse space and put in the fencing and yeah. you know you have a cameras and one security person. Yeah. You you can it's it's retail prices and you know you get all these people in there. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about kind of uh, what you what you're doing. You have uh, you have your YouTube uh, channel, yep. um, so it's kind of yep. and you had like some great guests in there. And yeah, um, yeah, we've had we've been very fortunate. People like yourself on. I've got some some really. It's been growing a lot lately. We got put on uh, one of the top ten commercial real estate YouTube channels to watch out for. So yeah. that really helped. We're starting yeah. to grow fairly quickly. Um, but what we do is it's really designed in that when my business partner and I got started. 
you know, and it's changed a, a little since, but it was just hard to find good mentors and good people to give valuable information because yeah. they always saw these competition, right? Either as investing or as an agent. Yeah. So we created first the website that you can see behind me here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then it goes to the YouTube channel as well. And we put content out uh, every week, two videos a week and one blog out every week. Um, that really is geared to helping people that want to become a real estate investor or a real estate agent. And, you know, that was the whole genesis of it. And it's really opened a lot of doors for, um, we just started this morning, actually, we do on our commercial brokerage company we have here in Los Angeles, uh, Commercial Brokers International. We do classes for agents in our office that want to be in um, mm -hmm. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 830 to 930. And, you know, through my YouTube channel, people reached out saying, listen, I'm with this big firm, yeah. this big brokerage firm. And they said they were going to train me, but mostly I'm just doing business development for my seniors, right? Or you do the the spread, fill in the spreadsheet. Yeah, one of those. And they <laughs> said, so I really enjoy your videos. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. So we've taken the classes that my business partner, he's my, the CEO, he does these three days a week and we're going to record them. And then we're going to put them on our Commercial Brokers International uh, YouTube yeah. site. So be a lot more toward training as well. So we're big on just kind of giving back to our community. It's yeah. what we've had good success in. And so, you know, if you, you kind of give everybody the knowledge and our side of it, not necessarily our opinion, but you know, this is our experience and yeah. they can take it and hopefully it'll work for them. Um, that's the goal. So, and so you are geared towards training and mentoring agents that are interested in and investors and investors. Okay. Yep. We do both in real estate. Okay. I'm an investor. We own, uh, we owned a bunch of multifamily around Texas until mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. Yeah. And um, we got offers on the portfolio. So we uh, got rid of that. <laughs> We're like, uh, it wasn't on the market. And these yeah, people yeah. came in. I, I yeah. Yeah. They came in and said, listen, you know, what, what do you want for it? I said, listen, if you, if we said, well, this is the price we want for it. Not thinking they would do it. And they did. So we're like, okay, well, uh, we have no risk here. So let's, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Then we bought triple net properties. So we own triple net properties around uh, mostly Dallas right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. So we do the brokerage, we do the investing. We've been investing for years. We did multifamily investing. We did flips. We did, we did flips in um, Compton when it wasn't cool. It's oh, cool wow. now. Yeah. Yeah. We did them. You know, we really learned you and you'll get a, you'll appreciate this is we would buy these. There's some beautiful homes in Watson Compton. It used to be a really nice area. They were kind of like little beach cottages looking things. Oh, yeah. And we would buy them uh, from the banks and we'd go in and fix them up. And the first one we did, we put copper in because it was going to close the next week. The next day I came out and that copper was all gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tough it's... lesson to learn. Right. Well, there's right. some markets like that too. Like in, uh, there's a market in, uh, in Memphis where we invest. Yeah. And yeah, it was exactly like that. So basically, we didn't put appliances until the day the tenants were moving in. So yeah. the tenants were moving in, then okay, we bring all the appliances, we hook everything up, including water heater and furnace. They would oh, yeah. Steal, they would steal furnace and it's like, know. what's going on? You know, and here's the thing. We paid the neighbor to, uh, to watch it. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I think he not just got... We didn't just pay him to watch it. I think maybe he watched it walk out and maybe <laughs> ended up at his house. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. and it's it's too bad. I don't understand that uh, philosophy. That yeah, it was uh, it it was something. But yeah, no. So we've done flips. We've done remodels. Uh, we started off in multifamily investing, mm-hmm. um, triple net, you know, and we've sold pretty much every asset class. Yeah. Oh, that's so. good. Okay. And then in your, in your, uh, practice for the, uh, for the brokers, how many brokers do you have, uh, working with you? Uh, 15 right now. Okay. 15. Oh. And we just moved offices. So we're expanding. We're probably going to take it up to like 18 or 19. Yeah. And then that's, that's going to be good because. I don't want this big, massive company. Yeah. Um, you know, I want I want to make sure that you know I'm able. My business partner and myself are able to give each one of them enough time every day. Yeah. If I get any bigger than that, you know, it's it's really really hard to do because they all are getting deals flowing and yeah. everybody needs a little bit of attention. We have a mortgage company, Icon Capital Advisors, okay. we have an affiliate network, so we got a lot going on. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I'm very very thankful. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so if people want to reach out to you, they can go to joekellinger.co. That's your website. Yep. yep. You also on YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube is Joe Kellinger also. Yep. Uh, and then uh, on Instagram, Joe Kellinger. Yeah. Joe Kellinger. I keep it simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I couldn't even have my own name on the Instagram. I oh, you couldn't? Go, no, yeah. I have to go Eric Martel official. So oh yeah, Instagram and TikTok and all that. So yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of Killinger. I suppose there's more Martells in the world, but yeah, there's yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's anybody can reach out. Where yeah. we spend, I I set 45 minutes a day to respond to everybody. I'm trying to answer questions. If I can give direction, I will. So that's yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that this is good, especially if you're interested. If people out there are interested in the commercial real estate space. Mm-hmm. I think um, it is hard to get into. So I think, uh, you know, so a lot of a lot of uh, these big brokerage firm, they, they kind of they're very tight, tightly knit and they don't let many people in. But, uh, you know, Joe can, uh, you know, can mentor you and help you and bring you on board and, uh, you know, get you into that yeah. business. I think that's very important. Thank you for doing Happy that. Excellent. Well, thank you, Joe. It was a pleasure. Talking thank you, Eric. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martell. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.